Hello, Oregon. It's Monday, July 27th. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. A federal judge on Friday denied a request by Oregon's attorney general to restrict tactics used by federal officers in Portland. U.S. District Judge Michael Mossman found the state lacked legal standing and presented scant evidence to support allegations that the officers were illegally snatching people off of city streets. Mossman issued his ruling on the 58th consecutive day of protests against police violence and systemic racism following the death of George Floyd at the hands of a Minneapolis police officer. Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum had urged the judge to bar federal officers from engaging in what she called unconstitutional police state-type tactics, alleging they have violated the rights of protesters to exercise free expression and assembly, be free from unreasonable search and seizure, and receive due process. Businesses throughout the state have suffered in the coronavirus pandemic, but downtown Portland business owners say they're facing unique challenges as they try to recover from its economic devastation. Many point to the raucous protests downtown and the controversial federal response, which have put the city atop national headlines. While most of downtown is tranquil and nearly all the confrontations between protesters and police take place late at night, The nightly protests have given Portland a reputation for upheaval that businesses say is keeping shoppers away. Beyond that, though, office buildings remain empty because of the pandemic, and tourists have yet to return, taking away a large customer base for many downtown businesses. Those factors have limited foot traffic in downtown. TriMet says trips to the downtown core have declined more than 75% this summer compared to last year. Parking meter transactions are down a similar amount, and traffic into downtown across the Morrison Bridge has fallen 43% compared to last year, according to the Portland Bureau of Transportation. The decline in hotel occupancy in the central city is the worst in the state, down 73% compared to last year, according to data provided by Travel Portland. It's unclear how long the nightly disruptions from protests could last, but it's clear that downtown office workers won't be returning anytime soon and tourism is likely months or years away from making a comeback. Oregon health officials said Friday there are hopeful signs in recent coronavirus indicators, including slower growth in cases that could suggest the state's recently broadened face-covering mandate is working. But there's also evidence that Fourth of July celebrations might be contributing to Oregon's recent record case numbers, according to Patrick Allen, the director of the Oregon Health Authority. While Allen said broad compliance with the face-covering mandate is helping, he said it's too early to say whether the state has a handle on the latest COVID-19 surge. As fall approaches and Oregon health officials wrestle with an ever-fluctuating tide of new coronavirus cases, school districts across the state have begun releasing their tentative plans for the coming academic year. State officials have made it clear that all schools will have to offer students reliable learning opportunities, but have said those can be all online, fully in-person, or a hybrid of the two. So far, few Oregon districts have announced plans to have all their students physically return to the classrooms full-time. Many of the state's largest districts are tentatively opting for a hybrid option, with classes split in half and attending school in-person at alternating times. But leaders have cautioned that the on-campus option could be constricted or cut off, depending on coronavirus case counts and public health advice. State education officials will require nearly all children, specifically those in kindergarten and up, to wear face masks during in-person instruction. 
The Oregon Department of Education will also require districts to ensure students come into contact with no more than 100 adults or other students for 15 minutes or more during the school week. Thanks for listening. You can support this podcast and our local journalism with a subscription to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.